Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show is made possible by our patrons. So if you would like to support us, we're at patreon.com slash two towns over. Um, if you can't afford monetary donations, we are also at facebook.com slash TTO pod. Uh, and if you would share us around and give us five star ratings on whatever podcast you're into, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. It's Don. Uh, just want to let you know we have a new affiliate with CW Spirits. It's an online uh, liquor store, and if you go and buy something from them, go and use our code TTOPOD at checkout, and you'll receive a 5% discount. Uh, we do ask that you drink responsibly. If you're trying to keep up with the two drink minimum episodes that we have, and you're out of liquor, uh, definitely go to CW Spirits. Again, use our code TTOPOD in the checkout, and you'll receive a 5% discount. Uh, thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. If living in the 80s taught me anything, if it's bad, it must be Satan. That's metal and nerdy, and I love that. Yeah. Especially right now, the fucking train derailment. Yeah. They're calling that like the Chernobyl of the West right now. That's how bad it is. I know. And like not enough people are even fucking talking about it. I know. But we have. Because we always, because we already know the world is fucked. So it's just like another one of the things. Right. I was fucking, there's a group that I'm in called uh, Operators of uh florida anomaly investigation station mm-hmm. which like it's like a funny ripoff scp mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. and uh someone was like making memes about all the the stupid ufo sightings yeah. that there have been recently and this guy in the comments went on this whole tirade about how we shouldn't be talking about the stupid ufo sightings and that's all a ploy to distract us from the train derailment yeah and I replied, I'm like, oh, oh, you, you mean people happen to be talking about other things as well? You mean that people in the funny ripoff SCP group are talking about the silly UFO sightings? <laughs> Fucking shocking. Well, here's my thing. And I'm just going to I'm going to put it out there. Don't be a cunt. OK, well, that yeah, ruins my anger translator. So, <laughs> no. Have you seen Star Trek First Contact? No. No. Okay. That. No, uh, I'm 26. That doesn't matter. Hey, I promise. <laughs> my ass. Okay. I For thought Ruben was a your month, man. Maybe. I, you know. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Well, sometimes I. Anyways, that movie. Um. It. It's talking. It has. To, the, the long and short of it is, is that there's a guy who creates warp drive on Earth, uh-huh. and that signals to the Federation of Planets that we're ready and sure. so the federation of planets invites us to join them because uh-huh. we've achieved warp capability it was just a couple months ago that they discovered they were able to do fission energy uh-huh 
it wasn't much, but we've we now know how to do it, and I'm sure they're going to build right. upon that. Yeah, fusion, fission. fission. So I thought we've always known how to do. No, fission. not fi- you're right. Fusion energy. I'm yeah. sorry. Fusion. Oh, okay. Fission is when you split it. anything that we. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. the nuclear stuff up to now. Yeah, fusion is, is except doing for it thermo nuclear fusion bombs, but that's a different type of fusion that's not super useful. Yeah. But what if them doing that fission or fusion energy signaled to the Federation of Planets out there that we're ready and all of these fucking UFOs that have been sighted over the past few months are the representatives of the Federation of Planets and we're shooting them the fuck down. They popped in and looked at what was going on and they're like, oh shit, false alarm. Yeah, because now they're saying they can't find the debris of one of them they shot down and they've given up looking. Probably because they didn't actually fucking shoot anything down. But also... That or because it literally fell into the ocean or some shit. Yeah. But also, it's also a situation where we have become so overloaded with shit in this world that them saying, hey, there's UFOs flying around. They were like, all right. Bro, I'm going to say this right now. We, well, first of all, yeah, I think that's a, I think really that's a product of growing up a couple of generations of us. And by that, I mean, like, my parents on down. Both my parents were born in, like, the 60s. Yeah. So, like... I didn't think they were that old. My dad's literally 30 years older than me. 62. Okay. And my mom was born in 66, I think. I honestly thought your mom was, like, closer to my age. Shows what I know. But go ahead. No, they're just young. They just look young for their age. Yeah. Um, but for like, you know, you grow up, if you were born in 1950, you already had like Isaac Asimov and shit, you know, like three laws of robotics, all the nuclear stuff, all the alien shit, Kurt Vonnegut, you know, um, then we grow up and it's like independence day and like fucking up into and including cowboys versus aliens and shit. (laughs) Like now we have. Uh, we have the concept of becoming the alien. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, culturally, societally, globally, we're pretty much... It's like one of those things. Like, everybody accepts the the presence of a higher power. Whether you believe that is God, the universe, chaos theory, Satan, Satan today. today, whatever the thing is, you know, you believe that there is a force... You know, evolution is a higher power than you. You know what I'm saying? The, sure. E- everything, you know, people believe in a higher power because we we recognize that the the world itself and the universe is way bigger than us, even if that's not the way we're thinking of it. You know what I mean? It's like an ego check. Yeah. It's like an automatic genetic ego check so that we can be pack animals is really what it is, in my opinion. But... Um, we all culturally have ingrained in ourselves the belief that aliens exist. Like, you're absolutely certain that they're out there. You just don't know whether or not we'll find them in your lifetime. Whether you believe, whether you think you believe in aliens or not, like, I don't believe in aliens. I believe in the possibility of aliens, but that just means that I believe they're out there and we haven't found them yet. And that we can't fathom what they might actually look like. I don't believe in our stories about aliens. I believe that 
other life forms with a similar intelligence to like a consciousness similar to ours can exist. Sapience, sentience can exist. Like, you know what I mean? So it's one of those things where people aren't freaking out because there's a guy with a jetpack. you know, maybe, but we're not here to talk about that. No, we're here to continue our talks about dear old Howard Stanton LeVay as we continue with part two. Fucking Howard. Of (laughs) what a nerd, am I right? Yeah. So welcome everybody to Two Towns Over. I am Don. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know what? Today, I'm a plump, angelic quadruped. There you go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nice. I'm your guardian puppy. Uh, I'm Josh, a.k.a. a bipedal sloth. Nice. There you go. Nice. And where we left off last week, Anton LaVey had started to do seminars um, in his black house. Bipedal sloth is like a sick band name. (laughs) (laughs) That was was off rip, too. Like, you said quadrupedal. Nice. And and I I was like, fuck, I don't have anything quick. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so Anton LaVey started doing uh, seminars on the occult, lycanthropy, vampirism, and when we left off, even cannibalism, which had visual aids um, and I guess edible aids, <laughs> I guess. <coughs> edible aids is a shitty band name. <laughs> <laughs> So Anton also developed witches' workshops as an adjunct to the regular seminars, uh, where he concentrated more on the skills of applied magic, enchantment, love potions, fortune-telling, and such things specifically pertinent to witchcraft. In 1964, Anton began getting his first wave of heavy publicity. Mon- 19, 1964. Monique Benoit. <laughs> we had love, eh? And Satan. <laughs> And MTV didn't exist. <laughs> and Beach Boys. No you guys are. It's and a bowling for soup song. Beach oh. Boys and Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. By, by the way, can confirm uh, somebody did message bowling for soup uh, in the age old debate of whether they were bowling uh, to earn soup or on behalf of soup. They were bowling to earn soup. Well, there you go. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I always thought because of the vibe of the band, it was like, we're basically bowling for our meals uh-huh, kind of yeah. deal. So Monique Benoit, <laughs> society columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle, wrote of Anton as a psychic investigator, spending nights investigating haunted houses and cemeteries and now holding strange rituals in his menacing black house. So more and more people... Bro, it sounds like he's just the original goth. Yeah. yeah, for real, like or the original Zach Bagans. Or I think I think goth culture existed already. Did it to a lesser extent? Mm, I think goth really took off in the eighties. Yeah, I oh, thought yeah. it was like late seventies. Maybe it might started, but it took off mm. in the eighties. That's when bands like The Cure came along, and yeah, uh, Joy Division, uh, The Smiths. Yeah. True. So. Mm-hmm. So more and more people showed up to ask Anton questions about magic spells, hypnosis, and other phenomena. Right. I guess this. Yeah. This, this is this like really in the sixties, isn't it? Goth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, even if it started in the late seventies, this guy is old by then. Because Levey died what year? He died in the nineties. Nineties. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. knew. And like you his... saw in the TikTok, he knew Marilyn Manson. It's like so. nineteen thirty, yeah. he was born. Right. He was born in the thirties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll by get to the date. I forget he's in exactly. His 40s. Yeah. So like. 
yeah, he's by by cultural gothic standard. Yeah. He's old by that point, you know. Like he's an elder goth. Yeah. So like he's the he's the he's goth. Literally that, an elder goth. Exactly. He's Paul Booth, but for them. <laughs> so a significant number of his his petitioners were typical barroom drunks. He's Paul Booth's Paul Booth. You feel me? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, finally, one of Anton's longtime associates, a police inspector with the unlikely name of Jack Webb, raised the inevitable question, why don't you just make up or make some use of all the magic stuff and the philosophy you spun around it? Continuing, you've got the material for founding a whole new religion. Do you realize that? Now, it's possible that Anton had already realized that the principles he was formulating um, and standardizing could be blended into a new religion. He was probably... So, like... That is a particular nerd pastime, I think. What, that creating religions? Go, yeah. Just in your head. Or just for yourself. Yeah. Like, I do that all the time. I change religions, like, every time I read a new book. Let's say four, <laughs> four or five times a week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, all of them, I like, I like to theme mine around the moon, because I like circles and spheres, because yeah. that feels cosmic. I don't know. Sure. It's just fun, but also because I think about it for like D and D. Like you have to think about you're creating worlds in your head, literally, so that you can pull from it when you need to describe something for like your your group, or to pull something for a backstory or yeah. whatever. You know, you it's, have to make people be believable, so you have to know a lot of things. When I was a relatively young nerd, I, it's, I never realized that I just needed to find people to play D and D with because I would. Uh, back when Minecraft was, like, new and people weren't really, like, creating Minecraft servers, especially because I was playing, like, on Xbox. Like, Minecraft had just come out for Xbox 360. Yeah. I think. Minecraft for Xbox kind of sucks. I loved it. I loved it back in the day. But then I played PC Minecraft for a while. Ooh, excuse me. And then I waited for years and years, mm. and they've changed a bunch of shit, and now it sucks for me. Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> well, but so what I would do is I would I would go through, like, random worlds over and over and over and over and over again until I finally found one that had, like, the topography mm-hmm. that I wanted. And I would set up, like eight different settlements and they would be like huge settlements or some of them would be like little cities, like a barbarian city. Then there would be like a shining city on the water type of shit. Uh-huh. And I would go build them all. And then I would, uh, make friends and I would like set up quests and like slaying tasks and stuff that I wanted them to do. Do you know world. that Minecraft as a D and D map sounds fucking rad to me dude i i used if to make I could, it if all i the could time. confine it bro if i could put a bat oh my god if i could literally <laughs> holy shit if i could put a battle map in that minecraft world that you were describing to me and make it to where if we enter battle you're only moving like square at a time for for movement purposes yeah. you know that would be fucking rad you could effectively do that that's uh, we got to figure out how to do that. That's awesome. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that was it. I was I was good. I just I was a nerd that didn't know what D and D really was. So yeah, it like, took me I until I was basically out. an adult mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Now it's possible that Anton had already realized that the principles he was formulating and standardizing could be blended into a new religion, but not a religion of worship and blind faith. 
He would have to establish something new which could supply his black magic. While, uh, sorry, while smashing the hypocrisy of the Christian church. Anton became convinced that he was learning methods to harness the dark forces to cause a change in situations or events in accordance with one's will, which would use... In accordance with one's... Thalema? Maybe, but he doesn't believe in Thalema. Remember, he was just a druggy poser. Yeah, I know. He fucking called Aleister Crowley a poser is my favorite part of Anton LaVey's story. But would using normally accepted methods be unchangeable? When Anton applied expanded formulas to the magic circle rituals, they were... He's a deviant poser. Yes. Uh, The magic circle rituals they were performing at the Black House and began achieving precise and desired effects, such as professional advances, unexpected rewards, monetary gain, sexual or romantic satisfaction, and the elimination of certain enemies. It was apparent to everyone involved that Anton had indeed tapped into the mysterious force of nature. Had he? Uh, everybody was convinced. Uh, so Anton, Were they? <laughs> so Anton began putting to work a down-to-earth, rational bedrock, philosophy that emphasizes the carnal, lustful, and natural instincts of man without imposing guilt or manufactured sins to break apart. Literally, literally, these thoughts whirl through my head often. Oh, yeah. Like, how could we incorporate, like, us being animals into society? Like, how could we literally be like, listen, we literally, you genetically, you are built for certain things. And, like, how will we, how could, you know, how could we make people stop being so guilty about just anything, really? What you eat, how you look. What sex you're having with whom? Who gives a fuck, really? We're getting there. You know? We're trying. Yeah, that's what I mean. We're making effort, which is part of getting there. So yeah. we're getting there. Yeah. Um, to break apart from the irrationality that Christian churches had fostered over the past 2,000 years, Anton knew it was necessary to blast their very foundations. I do think there is a too far, for sure. But, like... You shouldn't feel guilty, and I don't really think you should super feel proud about it either. It should just be a normal thing that you do. Yeah, exactly. Like when you came out as non-binary. Yeah. Basically, there was just not a whole lot of reaction. Just like, oh, rad. Mm -hmm. Good for you, bud. Pretty much. His ideas had to not just be a philosophy that would be too easy to pass off or overlook. Anton would have to be blasphemously would have to blasphemously form a religion. And even more, he would call his new organization a church consecrated not in the name of God, but in the name of Satan. I don't know that it can be blasphemous if you don't believe in the thing you're blaspheming. Mm. Blasphemous to the believers. Yeah, the believers will yeah. still classify it as blasphemy. Like, like when I say... I uh, guess non-belief can be classified as blasphemy. Right, exactly. Or right. like if I say uh, I met God, she's black, that's blasphemy to the Christian church. Right. So while there had never been a church of Satan before, there have been groups dedicated to similar principles. In the mid-18th century, Sir Francis Dashwood formed a group known as the Hellfire Club. Okay. Whoa. That was a Hold lot. On. That was a lot. Sir Francis Dashwood, yes. first of all, the fastest gun in the goddamn Middle East <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> And 
the Hellfire Club? The Hellfire Club. That's a fucking Marvel comic. And it's also That's a Stranger Things. Stranger Well, Stranger Things, yeah. That was the name of the group that played D and D and the Stranger Things. They called themselves. Wow! The Club. Yeah, that was their uh, that was their D and D club. That's metal mm-hmm. and nerdy, and I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so Francis Dashwood, uh, me- metal and nerdy, yeah. is uh, all of That's... the descriptors for the best character <laughs> in Stranger Things ever. Mm-hmm. Several of the most. Is inf- that Max? No, no it's uh, Eddie. 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 What's his last name? I can never remember. Eddie said M- Munson. Munson. I, I wanted to say Munson, yeah, but Eddie it felt Munson. wrong. It felt like that was a real person yeah. that I like went to high school M- with or something. Munson Murner. So several, <laughs> several of the most influential men in England at the height of England's power gathered together for satanic feasting, reveling, and debauchery while shaping the destiny of England and the American colonies. Many historians have minimized the group, saying that they were little more than naughty boys. <laughs> I take it back. Today I'm Josh, a.k.a. a naughty boy. naughty boy! (laughs) Even though the then Prince of Wales, the Prime Minister, and the Archbishop (laughs) of Canterbury were included in their numbers. Wow. Benjamin... (laughs) You gotta have wild, (laughs) wild stones and or crazy respect to be able to call the... What did you... The Archbishop of fucking Canterbury a goddamn... A naughty boy. Yeah. He's a naughty boy. You know boy. you gotta be old or respected. Or both. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Benjamin Franklin's association with Dashwood and other members of the group helped lay the foundation for the emerging nation of the oh, United we all States. Knew ben Frank was a naughty boy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is common knowledge. LeVay maintained if people knew of the role of the Hellfire Club played in Benjamin Franklin's structure Benjamin Franklin's structuring of America, it could suggest that changes like one nation under Satan or the United Satanic America. Benjamin Franklin would have loved Leah Sublime. Oh yeah. So uh, I bet he I bet he lived it. So Anton knew that the date upon which the first Church of Satan must be established, it would have to be during the traditional night of the most important demonic celebration of the year, when witches and devils roam the earth, orgiastic. The uh, fucking dictate again it says orgiastic Sally glorifying fruition of the spring equinox while Purgis knocked the. What? No, nope. stop using dictate. You have to yeah. stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's Walpurgis knocked. It's the. the I, no, you got to say the sentence again without. I can't. Like, I don't better. know what Sally was supposed to be. Uh, we'll just say orgiastic party glorifying orgasmically? the orgasmically. Orgasmically, thank you. Orgasmically glorifying the fruition of the spring equinox. <sighs> Walpurgis knocked. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> I was like, orga. What did it say? Orgiastic Sally. Orgiastic Sally. <laughs> 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 Which was the night of April 30th, uh, May 1st. <laughs> the only thing that could have made that funnier was Don trying to carry on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I'm going to read that. Okay, so Anton knew that the date upon which the first Church of Satan must be established would have to be during the I'm traditional I'm so sorry, night. Don, but you are going to have to read that sent- like that whole bit again because I still That's don't what I'm understand. Doing. Okay, okay. Yeah, so 
Anton knew that the date upon which the first church of Satan must be established would have to be during the traditional night of the most important demonic celebration of the year, when witches and devils roam the earth orgas orgasmically glorifying the fruition of the spring equinox while Pergasnacht. Okay. Which is the night of April 30th, May 1st. So I do like that it alliterated Walpurgisnacht. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I was like, I would not have known. I would have known how to say it. I think I can see it in German. Kind of. Yeah. Right. But it, it was like, Will Purgish knocked. Yeah. And I was like, that's good still. <laughs> like, I would know yeah. how to say that. Phonetically. So Anton shaved his head as well. Well, purchase, I think, means witch. I think. And then. Witch's Night? So it's, yeah, it's Witch's yeah. Night. Yeah, 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 that's right. So Anton shaved his head as a part of the founding ritual in the tradition of medieval executioners, carnival strongmen, and black magicians before him to gain personal power and enhance the forces surrounding his newly established satanic order. As we all know, black magicians, they can use fire magic, white magicians can use. Racism. Uh, <laughs> yeah, racism. <laughs> A.K.A. healing magic. <laughs> With their J.O. crystals. With their J.O. crystals. Uh, <laughs> and red magicians can use roses to dance. So it was the enactment of an illusion at the end of Coleridge's Kublai Khan, an incantation rejecting the Holy Trinity and the spiritual life in they favor of... Mortal Kombat characters? Yes. Uh, in favor of the one devoted to hell and material pursuits. <laughs> so Thanks, the, Ruben. the Church of Satan was founded on the night of April 30th, 1966. Within a year and a half of its creation, the organization had been the center of three separate media sensations that splashed front page headlines about Satan's church around the world. The first of these was the marriage of two of Anton's members on February 1st, 1967. John Raymond, a politically radical journalist, and Judith Chase, New York socialite and daughter of a prominent attorney. Judith Chase is also like an 80s hair metal. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. I like that. They asked Anton uh, to perform the wedding ceremony. Blessing it's like their a steeplechase, but it's just a bunch of women named <laughs> Judith. Um, asking. It's a race, a la death race, but like for real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, asking him to bless the union in Satan's name. The press were delighted. They dubbed Anton the Black Pope and begged for interviews. The Black Pope, listen to me, boys. Uh huh. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm waiting. Are you on the wavelength? This? Yeah, yeah. Good, because I want to be. I wish I could <laughs> infiltrate the Catholic Church again. Because well, I. Well, I oh, was. I, I was in a Catholic school, yeah. so <laughs> they would never take me back now. But um, I wish I could become the first Black Pope. I don't know if there has been oh, a Black man. Pope or not. No, I there definitely hasn't. So, um, well, back Googling? before they invented actually racism, let's see. Anton rose to the occasion, making the most of the tricks of dramatic presentation, costuming, props, and stage magic that he had learned on in on car carnival and circus uh, lots. Nope. While many of the early magazine articles were published in Wow, it's worse than I thought. <clears throat> what in the history of the papacy, there has never been a black pope. While today, the greatest number of Roman Catholics is actually in Africa. Yep. Um, now, while many of the early magazine articles were published in men's magazines because of the nude girls, mainstream magazine became interested in Satan, became interested and Satanism gained in popularity. It was during this public 
prankish time that Anton held his topless witches review at a San Francisco night spot in North Beach. One of the girls he hired to emerge menacingly from her coffin as a vampire. There's black cardinals, though, so that's pretty cool. Um, so this is actually interesting. In the early years of the church, there were at least three popes from Africa. Mm-hmm. Victor I in the 2nd century, uh, Mil- Miltia- Miltiades in the 4th century, and Galassius in the 5th century. However, although their place of origin was recorded, their race was not. It would never have occurred to people of the Roman Empire at the time yeah. to record yep. the color of someone's skin. That is exactly what I was getting. As at. race is a relatively modern construct. Mm-hmm. For them, ethnic diversity ethnic diversity was so common that it was not even worth comment. They may have maybe have called him Moorish. Maybe. So yeah. we have three African popes. Were they black or dark-skinned people of North Africa along the Mediterranean like Egyptians, or were they the children of Roman colonists? We'll never know, but odds are that at least one of those three probably was dark-skinned. <laughs> yeah. See, I fucking thought about it. I thought that would be the case. Yeah. There, there's, sure, there's something you can actually have learned. That's... Yes. We're <laughs> useful. So it was during this... From public- Ruben and I. I mean, Don teaches you all sorts of things about all sorts of things. Yeah. But- <laughs> so it was during this public prankish period that Anton held a topless witches review at the San Francisco night spot <laughs> in North Beach. Say that What? A topless witches review? Topless witches review. Like a play? Like a review? Yeah, yeah like, like a, a stage U- review? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was like, okay, I didn't hear topless at first. I heard witches review. And I was like, literally, what does that mean? Like, witches review, as in a conclave of witches reviewing things? Or, <laughs> or is this it one like, is a seven, right? Or was it like, were the, were the baby witches graduating high school witchery <laughs> <laughs> and getting reviewed for like graduation or something? Can you turn you into a frog? That's what I need to know. But no, so one of the girls he hired to emerge menacingly from her coffin as a vampire was Susan Atkins. At the time, Atkins was not yet involved with Charles Manson, and it would be two years until she committed the murders at Sharon Tate's Benedict Canyon home. Oh. Allegedly. Oh. Yeah, that's Susan Atkins. Ah. Yeah. Got it. No, no, no. See, because I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt killed all of them and saved... So, yeah. Sharon Tate. Yeah. You do realize that's a fictional movie. No, 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 no. The documentary Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The documentary, yes. Yeah. With with fully, Margot fully Robbie accurate. as Susan Atkins. Margot Robbie played Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate, sorry. Either way. Doesn't matter. <laughs> in, in the documentary. <laughs> in, in the documentary. In the in the historically accurate. The dramatic reenactment. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, allegedly licking the blood from her fingers after the deed, but in her post-conversion autobiography, Child of Satan, Child of God, Atkins indicted LeVay as a catalyst for her downfall. Good or bad or whatever. Anton remembered her as just another hate street burnout. Perhaps. Damn. <laughs> Holy I don't shit. speak fucking 50s or whatever, but fucking that's cold. Howard burned the shit out of you, Manson kid. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. This one deserves... What's the middle name? Stanton. Or his new one? Yeah. Zandor. 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 <laughs> 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 he just got burned by Zandor. Oh! Zandor! 
Zandor. <laughs> Damn, Zandor. See, yeah, it's just another hate street burnout. Perhaps a... <laughs> Damn, Zandor. <laughs> Perhaps... <laughs> A bit more drug-addled than some, stating that she'd beg off rehearsals, saying she had a fever of 108. But in the end, she made a fine vampire. Got a fever of 108. Yeah. So Anton, state... Uh, you dictating again? Oh, nope. There's take, no quotation. That's why it threw me. Anton stated, we established the Church of Satan, something that would smash all concepts of what a church was supposed to be. Uh, this was a temple of indulgence instead of the temple of abstinence that had been built up... That had been built up until then. Oh, so he discovered hedonism. Yeah. We, yep. we we didn't want to be unforgiving, unwelcoming, but a place where you could go to have fun. But after a while, but after a while, Anton got tired of simply mocking Christianity and decided to work up rituals that would be blasphemously positive and exciting, stating, I, I realized there was a whole gray area where people s- between psychiatry and religion that had been largely untapped. He saw the potential for group ritual used as a powerful combination of psychodrama and psychic direction. He didn't want to do parlor tricks, but real amplified magic. Now, Anton's second public ritual came in the form of a satanic baptism. By the way, hedonism is what I mean when I say it's too far. That's the one. That's how far is too far. Hedonism is too far? Yeah. So you would never go to Jamaica and, and take part in hedonism there? No, no, no. Indulgence occasionally is fine. Hedonism as a lifestyle, yeah. like, is bad. Gotcha. It's destructive. Yeah. Can confirm. <clears throat> so people would be forced to see that Satanism does not consist of drinking the blood of babies and sacrificing small animals. Fuck. Um, Say it one more time. People would be forced to see that Satanism does not consist of drinking the blood of babies and sacrificing small animals. I signed up for the wrong Damn church. It. Uh, LeVay declared, rather than cleanse the child of original sin, as in the Christian baptism imposing unwarranted guilt, we would glorify her natural instincts and intensify her lust for life. And who better to be baptized in such a public ceremony than LeVay's own three-year-old daughter, Zena? Oh, fuck off. You named this kid Zena. The warrior prince. No, no, no. It was Z-E-E-N-A was her name. Is how you spell it. Not Xena. Xena. Yeah, that's still bad. No. So the date was set for May 23rd, and photographers started showing up at around 6 a.m. Well, Xandor, Xena, you get it. No. Even though the baptism wouldn't begin for another 15 hours. One of the church members, survivalist Kurt Saxon, designed and made a special amulet for Xena just for the occasion. Um, Dracula. The old, old guy. Bram Stoker? No. Chris Lee? Christopher Lee? Yeah, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee shed the blood of that guy. (laughs) Um, So the medallion was a colorful Baphomet with an ice cream cone, a lollipop, and other things. Oh my God, that's adorable! (laughs) And other things a little girl would like included in the circle. Yes! Her mother dressed her in a... One more time. It was a colorful Baphomet with an ice cream cone, a lollipop, and other things a little girl would like included in the circle. That's awesome. Her mother dressed her in a bright red hooded robe and sat her on the edge of the altar while photographers from New York to Rome snapped away. What follows is the actual ceremony incantation. In the name of Satan, Lucifer, welcome, the new, welcome a new mistress, Zena. 
creature of ex ecstatic magic light. Welcome to our company. The path of darkness welcomes thee. Be not afraid above you. Satan heaves his bulk. I'm sorry. Be not afraid. Above you, Satan heaves his bulk into the startled sky and makes a canopy of great black wings. I don't like heaves his bulk. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> I mean, and by that, I mean, I love it, but not in the context of there being a child yeah. mm -hmm. present. Small sorceress, most natural and true magician, your tiny hands have the power to pull heaven down and from it build monuments to your own sweet indulgence. Your power makes you master of the world of frightened, cowering, and guilt-ridden men. And so in the name of Satan, we set your feet upon the left-hand path. Xena, we baptize you with earth and air, with brine and burning flame. And so we dedicate your it's life to love, hell. to passion, to indulgence, and to Satan in the way of darkness. The only thing I don't like about this as a ritual is that it's dedicated to Satan. Like, But that's just a personal thing. I would say all of the same shit, except that dedicate it to the baby herself. Yeah. Like, build a monument to yourself because of yourself, of yourself. Fuck off, bitch. I don't rad. give a shit. Yeah, like, yeah, way better. That's so rad. So in December of that year, Anton was approached by Mrs. Edward Olson, who wanted the high priest to perform a funeral for her recently deceased husband, a naval officer killed in a traffic accident near San Francisco, uh, near San Francisco's Treasure Island station. Both she and Edward Olson had become members of the Church of Satan despite his Baptist-oriented upbringing and his earlier membership in Youth for Christ. Yeah, you raise a kid Baptist, they're going to go the opposite direction. <laughs> Even though the Archbishop of San Francisco was upset by the whole affair, immediately sending an outraged letter to President Johnson, most San Franciscans, including the naval officers, felt Olson should receive the same consideration as any other Navy, Navy man. The response from the White House was actually quite fortuitous for the widow and her young son. White House aides erroneously referred to Os Olson, a mechanist repairman third class, as chief petty officer. Mrs. Olson was able to use those letters to file a claim for a posthumous promotion and her for her husband and received higher survivor's benefits. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. That's big-brained. Now, LeVay credited demonic intervention for Mrs. Olson's good fortune. Because of the sharp increase. Nah. Nah, she's just smart. Yeah. She's real smart. And, she and a little did bit lucky. 200 IQ play. Yeah. <laughs> so, because of the sharp increase in declared Satanists in the military, Satanism was soon outlined in the chaplain's handbook for the armed services as a recognized religion. With the description updated each year by the Church yeah? of Satan. Yeah. Sick. Uh, by the I, I actually really like religious freedom because it yeah. does force that to happen. Yeah, you're going to love like it when that. we talk about the Satanic Temple. Yeah, Satanic Temple is big on, like, fucking with that. Yeah. I do like to fuck with that a little <laughs> bit. Not, like, maliciously. Just like to see, you know? Just to remind people occasionally. Just to fuck around and uh, maybe find, find out, out a little bit. If you, if you will. <laughs> maybe a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so by the time the Satanic Bible was released in 1969... I like when John Oliver made a religion... Oh, yeah. Remember? Mm -hmm. Where he literally did get tax exemption because yeah. of it? Nice. And uh, now, again, this is a. We got to go back that this is. I keep forgetting that this is from The Secret Life of a Satanist. So, this is the authorized biography. So, this yes. is. Yes. So, by the time the Satanic Bible was released in 1969, membership in the Church of Satan had already grown to well over 10,000 worldwide. 
Now, the Satanic Bible was originally published as a paperback with a later edition and hardback and has never been out of print. With the movie Rosemary's Baby, uh, when the movie Rosemary's Baby was about to be released... The the original one. Yeah. Okay. uh, Publicists took advantage of the high priest's high visibility by passing out small uh, black buttons that read, Pray for Anton LaVey. Anton remembered the audience's reaction. Wild that you still call it praying. (laughs) I I know that's what it is, but like fucking crazy to me. Well, that's no wait. That was like a Christian organization. No, no, no. This was no. This was the publis the publicist for the Church of Satan. Oh, that's not as fun as I thought it would be. I was going to say if I were Anton Lavey, I would have gotten one of those buttons. (laughs) But no, they're. For him. That's Mm -hmm. lame. So Anton remembers the audience reaction to the ending of the film when it clearly shows that the Satanist had no intention of hurting the child as everyone expected, but glorified it as the son of Satan. People got very angry, he said, stomping their feet and showing general disapproval. Uh, Sometimes the reality of Satanism is a lot more terrifying to people than the safe fantasies in which they're supposed to be. For the first time, they've been confronted with the devil that talks back. Now, the vague claim that he had been appointed consultant. If I was a religious person, no, that's not correct. If I, I don't think I'll ever be religious, and I don't think I would have ever been religious because I am repulsed by religion, and I always have been kind of a little bit, but it would be so crazy. Okay, so I, I think of it like this. If I believed in gods the same way peasants in the middle in uh in the middle ages did. Uh-huh. Like mate or like how Norse people did. Like this would be a story to me that would read like this guy w- was literally Satan's first representative on earth that got heard in this culture, right? Yeah. So like Literally, if you think from the perspective of somebody who believes the Christian mythology. You're saying he's a prophet. Right. He's Satan's prophet. Yeah. Like, literally. Even if he doesn't really know that, he is. Because he literally is, when he says, like, the devil that talks back, I don't think he really means that literally. Right. But again, if I was a Norse peasant. Sure. Literally, he would be the mouthpiece of Satan. Yeah. And and even if you don't believe that literally, as I don't, figuratively, he kind of is. Yeah, that's, I'm sure there were a lot of people who were saying that he was the Antichrist. Oh, I'm sh- yeah. Like, fuck tons. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because that is actually maybe the most viable accusation of being the Antichrist I've ever seen. People call someone the Antichrist every year. There's some new Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that kind of came along with the moral majority in the 80s. Is when it actually oh, started true. getting hardcore. Back in the '60s, that was free love. That was the countercultural movement. So there was a lot less of that anger. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised. Well, no, sorry. Like I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if people did call him the Antichrist, but they would have been regarded more like, more generally, like we regard people now who say that. Yeah, you know, it's I guess. Anyone who would have called him the Antichrist in that time period would not have been calling him the Antichrist in the same context as, like, 
QAnon people right. do now. Yeah. yeah. If they said it back then, they probably literally meant it. Right. No, people now literally mean it. They mean, like, the end times are here. Uh, Barack Obama is the Antichrist. Right. And... Well, okay, but he didn't f- take over the world, actually. Not yet. I, I mean, know. You're, you're applying too much logic to it already. Right. They're I fucking... Like, they're crazy people. I just fucking hate people. Yeah. <laughs> so LeVay claimed that he had been appointed consultant to the film's Rose, film Rosemary's Baby, which revolved around a group of fictional Satanists, and that he had also I had a cameo... like I'm going to call bullshit on this part. Well... And that he also had a cameo appearance in the film as the devil. However, critics have argued that none of this was true. In an article published in Rolling Stone magazine in 1991, yeah, you joshed me, the journalist Lawrence Wright revealed that though through his own investigative work, he found that many of LeVay's claims about his life had been untrue. Some, yeah, wow, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't believe it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so LeVay, uh, LeVay included references to other esoteric work, esoteric and religious groups throughout his writings, claiming, for instance, that the Ye- Yazidis and the Knights Templar were carriers of a satanic tradition that had been passed down to the 12th century. Calm down. Hey, calm down, LeVay. Don't Catholic us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Scholars of Satan, uh, scholar of Satanism, per Faxneld, per his first name is Per, his last name is Faxneld. <laughs> hmm. yeah, and I no know comment. this is this has nothing to do with dictate because I was done dictating at this point. Believe that these references were deliberately tongue in cheek and ironic. However, he noted that many Satanists who had read Levey's writings had taken them to be literal historical claims about the past. Although he regularly derided older that right there is why I will never start a religion, no matter how tempting it is. And I'm smart enough to do it. I know I am. If he did it, I fucking for sure. <laughs> like if you've ever heard anything, every any cult believes, and you're like, how did they get anybody to? It's really easy, right? Um, it's actually easier the smarter the person is that you're trying to get into your cult, kinda. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I will never, ever start a religion, even if I can, even if I have the opportunity to, because of that right there. Because when I say some shit as a joke, yeah, people will take that to be literal gospel. Yeah. And I'm not down for that. <laughs> Mm-mm. Although he regularly derided older esotericists, LeVay also relied upon their work. For instance, making use of John Dee's Enochian system in the Satanic Bible. Faxnell therefore believed that there was a tension in LeVay's thought between his desires to establish prestigious Satanic predecessors and his desire to be seen as the founder of the first real Satanic society. Now, Dirindel uh, argued that LeVay partook in conspiracy culture as he grew older for he was greatly concerned with modern society's impact on individual agency. LeVay was conservative in his attitude to law, and, to law and order and insisted that the church abide by state law in all of its actions. That's just a good that's, call legally. Yeah. yeah, that's just preservation. Exactly. Um, he, su- he, support- <sighs> he supported eugenics and believed that it would be a necessi- ah, necessity in the future. Well, shit. Yeah. Well, fuck. 
LeVay hated rock and metal music with or without satanic lyrics. And How also- can you be so metal and also such a fuckhead? Yep. He's not even a fucking cool nerd, man. <laughs> um, did he's did like, you- I mean, I knew it already, but like, yeah, he's like the shitty I, kind of nerd. I did not know eugenics. I didn't know yeah. that. But he often- I mean, I didn't know a whole lot about Anton LaVey in the first place, but... But I knew, he, like I said, bits and pieces from when I did research as a a, a, a young, curious lad. But uh, I did. Did you like berries and possibly cream? You know, I know what you're talking about. I've never actually seen it. Really? <clears throat> yeah, I've avoided it. I've heard other people like doing it. It's but, surreal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I I just I didn't know that eugenics became involved, and I take back everything that I said about Anton Lavey in a positive context. <laughs> I don't. Here's why. No, I was right about the things that I said when I said them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm not gonna take it back, but only because of the same exact principle that you're doing the take back. I'm I'm back on fuck Howard energy. Uh, yeah, I just think I can, you know, I can be a, I can just like simultaneously be like damn that's cool and also fuck you yeah yeah, yeah no me too me he's too for sure a, but uh i'm i'm on i'm on big fuck howard energy for uh hopping on the eugenics train yeah so historian of satanism gareth j medway that's especially post world war ii that's yeah. only that's only unforgivable so what's the problem <laughs> <laughs> especially post world war ii because you've seen what eugenics does yeah you literally your dad fought the nazis and i know you're rebelling but like that's too far you have rebelled wrong (laughs) hey every nazi right now the previous 35 fucking seconds (laughs) thank you so historian of satanism gareth j medway described levey as a born showman while anthropologist Jean Lafontaine describing him described him as a colorful figure of considerable personal magnetism, Medway contrasted LeVay from the likes of Jim jo- or with the likes of Jim Jones, David Koresh, and Charles Manson, noting that whereas the latter of the were the charismatic leaders of apocalyptic communes within the Church of Satan, no one hung on to LeVay's every word, and church members were allowed considerable autonomy. The academic scholars... That makes a lot of sense. Um, he doesn't seem like the kind of person who would concern himself over much with anybody else. Yeah. So the academic scholars, per Faxnell and Jesper Agard Peterson, described LeVay as the most iconic figure in the satanic milieu, while Asbjorn Dierendel described him as a founder of modern Satanism. Asbjorn Dierendel is a fucking Good. protagonist. And the O has the slash through it. Oh. oh, yeah. So it's it's Norwegian. Yeah. Asbjorn Dierendel uh, described him as the founder of modern Satanism. In his 2001 examination of Satanists, the sociologist James R. Is Lewis yes, noted that... Uh, uh, hold on. Sorry. That's okay. James R. Lewis noted that, to his surprise, his findings consistently pointed to the centrality of LeVay's influence on modern Satanism... As a result, he concluded that despite his heavy dependence on prior thinkers, LeVay was directly responsible for the genesis of Satanism as a serious religion as opposed to a purely liter- literary movement. 
LaVey's books, The Satanic Bible and The Satanic Rituals, have been cited as having an influence far beyond the Church of Satan's membership. In 1995, the religious studies scholar Graham Harvey wrote that although the church had no organized presence in Britain, LaVey's writings were widely accessible in British bookshops. Due to increase, increasing visibility... Wow. Yeah, due to increasing visibility through his books, LeVay was the subject of numerous articles in the news media throughout the world, including popular magazines such as Look, McCall's, Newsweek, and Time, and men's magazines. He also appeared on talk shows such as The Joe Prine Show, Donahue, and The Tonight Show, and in a feature-length documentary called Satanus in 1970. Satanus. <laughs> Dominate. He would be credited for the mainstreaming of Satanism and witchcraft in the U.S. during the 1960s, 1970s, and after. In 1980, the FBI interviewed LeVay in connection with an alleged plot to murder Ted Kennedy. LeVay told the agents that most of the church's followers were fanatics, cultists, and weirdos. The agents LeVay said that? Yes. No way. The agents reported that LeVay's interest in the Church of Satan is strictly from a monetary point of view. I f- Damn. No way. And that he spent most of his time furnishing interviews, writing material, and lately has become interested in photography. In July of 1984, Haggerty uh, issued... That's his <laughs> second wife. I could give a fuck about these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so his second mistress, wife, whatever, uh, issued a restraining order against LeVay, which he did not contest. LaVey's third and final companion was Blanche Barton. He was like, we don't love these hoes. <laughs> was Blanche Barton. Who sorry. Wrote... <laughs> so sorry. He said 303 was right. <laughs> oh, what does that even mean? 303? Don't trust a hoe. Oh, because <laughs> a hoe don't trust me. <laughs> so LaVey's third and final companion was Blanche Barton, who wrote the the biography yeah uh-huh. secret life of a satanist mm-hmm. on november 1st 1993 barton gave birth to satan circe's karnaki levey fuck off wow barton succeeded levey as the how head- can you literally start a cult by mistake and then also follow every fucking trope of a cult by mistake right <laughs> like inherently he named his daughter some bullshit yeah Twice at yeah. least. Uh huh. Um, Z- Z- what was the other one? Wait, Zena. What, what was Zena's full name? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Probably fucking Zena. <laughs> so Barton- it's a mononym. <laughs> yeah. So Blanche Barton succeeded Levey as the head of the church after his death, and has since stepped down from that role and handed it to Magus Peter H. Gilmore. I don't like Magus. <laughs> I know too close Magus? to Magus. Magus, maybe, M-A-G-U-S? Yeah, 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 yeah. Magus. Magus, Peter H. Gilmore. Now, according to his family, Anton LaVey died on October 29th, 1997, in St. Mary's Medical Center in San Francisco of pulmonary edema. She does use Xena as a mononym. I fucking told you. (laughs) Xena Galatia Shrek. No. Well, Shrek is her uh, married name. It's the last name, Shrek. What? Yeah. 
She How? S C H R E C K. Okay, that yeah. does make a little bit of sense, <laughs> I guess. Xena Galadia Shrek, known professionally by her mononymous artist name Xena, is a Berlin based American visual and musical artist, author, and spiritual leader of the Sethian Liberation Movement, which she founded How in 2002. You... <laughs> no way! <laughs> what? So you're saying we're going to have to do her for our cult down <laughs> as we have done her father for our fucking satanic panic. You can't. No way. No way. So Who the fuck is Shrek? Just her husband. <laughs> and we're about to get there. Josh, Josh me again. Did I really? Yes. <laughs> God damn it. She started a cult. A different <laughs> cult. <laughs> So, according to the family, Anton LaVey died on October 29th, 1997 in St. Mary's Medical Center in San Francisco of pulmonary edema. However, his death certificate lists October 31st, 1997. What one did they say? October 29th. Oh. I guess they they probably changed it to make his death more Halloween-y. Yeah. He was... He was taken to St. Mary's, a Catholic hospital, because it was the closest available. A secret satanic funeral attended by invitation only was held in Colma, after which LaVey's body was cremated. On February 2nd, 1998, his estranged daughter, Zena Shrek... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm a little far behind. But, like, where else did they think they were going to take him? Like, okay, okay. You could take him to a non-Catholic hospital, or... A Catholic hospital, pretty much, when you live in America. Those are the two that you get. No, we got Baptist medical. That's not Catholic. It's Baptist. Yeah, non-Catholic hospital. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Or Catholic hospital. And many hospitals are, are even if they're not directly, like, part of, like, a religious organization like that, Yeah, they are heavily religious based on the people who tend to work in hospitals being people who like religion is one of the thing. Religion is a coping mechanism, regardless of what, like it's a good one for some people and a bad one for others, just like every other fucking coping mechanism. And in a hospital, it's a, Hey, I don't know what other situation you think is going to be quite as stressful as that. Anything in that, you know what I'm saying? Like ER or being in a hospital, you're going to see people dying every day, people being incredibly sick or hurt. That you're going to need religion, you know? These motherfuckers need Jesus and maybe some drugs. Right. So, like, there are no Satanist hospitals is what I'm getting at. There never were. There never will be, probably. Because there's not enough Satanists. Well, I don't know, man. Uh, Satanic Temple might go for it at some point. Yeah, They'll they, open an they urgent just, care at least. Yeah, they just opened an abortion clinic. That's actually... Mm, I don't yeah. know a lot about the Satanic Temple. I don't know if they're the more culty one. No, they're not. No, they're, they're okay. the one that's very not culty. They're yeah. the one that's like mostly just... Political. outcasty yeah. political types yeah yeah but they're the, political uh, they're they're very in your face about it for the sake of like the spaghetti monster people basically. Right. yeah exactly they're they're proving the point of religious freedom they're goth pastafarians yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but the yeah the satanic temple abortion in that clinic case, fucking go for it 
the Satanic Temple Abortion Clinic is called the jo- the Joseph Joseph Alito or Samuel Alito Memorial Abortion Clinic after Samuel Alito, the guy who wrote the the ruling that overturned Roe v. Wade. Oh, they named it after him. Nice, isn't it? I think that's sweet. That's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I like these guys. That's like when I people like go these and guys, you know? d- donate like ten thousand dollars in, in like somebody else's name, name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, to yeah, something yeah. that they hate. Yeah, like the John Oliver. Um, what is it? The John Oliver Chlamydia Koala Chlamydia Clinic in Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. that's fun. Yeah. He asked. For he it. loves he that shit. It. Yeah. Nice. And there's a town in Ohio, I think, that named a sewage treatment plant after him. Yeah. Great, yeah. Because he did a segment on that town, and, that town, and the and their yeah, and, and and they part of the reason they actually got the sewage treatment is because of the episode that he did. Yeah, nice. So. Yeah, so they did it after him. That's fucking cool. Speaking of, I can't wait. That comes back tonight. Also, I was, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was trying to look time. for uh, information about Anton Lavey's son, Satan. Um, I thought that was another daughter. No, I don't know. It didn't say. It just said uh, another child. Satan uh. was, I, b- I believe, a son. Okay. Uh, younger than you, Reuben. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, because he died in the nineties. Yeah, he died in ninety seven. In that, the last kid was born in ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah. He was. He would have been old, but not that old. He would have been what a sixties. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety three. He would have been literally sixty three. I believe that kind of. That guy apparently I mean, has obviously. like no public uh can you blame him no no not at all his name is satan yeah it's probably it might not, not be anymore. anymore yeah yeah um he has like maybe no, it is no i don't public know. image i couldn't find anything about him the only photo i could find of him was uh anton holding him yeah as a baby i, I would believe that it wasn't though just for the purposes of you're never getting a job right oh yeah uh, I don't know. You could go by Xerxes. Is yeah, that Xerxes. your or Carnegie? Yeah, but if you have to give them your fucking Full. social security or anything, oh, yeah. they're gonna be like, yeah. nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why is Satan on the schedule? Because <laughs> we work in a restaurant, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Dishes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's. I don't fucking blame them though. I, oh, I me either. Not either. at all. I would I would stay far out of the limelight. But both of his other kids, uh, the daughters, are in the limelight in their own ways. Yeah, uh, Carla Zena, is a radio host. Yeah, Zena, the the organization she started uh-huh. is actually she turned to Buddhism. Oh, but for the longest time, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I literally, when he said it, I was like, okay, so he rebelled real hard and started a fucking Satan cult. Uh huh. And so she's gonna rebel. And she's not going to go Christian because she was raised Satanist, and that's too close. Yep. So it's got to be like something Eastern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, the last paragraph, I love when we go on tangents right before the last paragraph. Fuck. On February 2nd, 1998, his estranged daughter, Zena Shrek, and her then-husband, Nicholas Shrek, <laughs> published a nine-page fact sheet in which they endorsed Wright's earlier allegations. Wright was the uh, the reporter for Rolling Stone who said most of his claims were fake. Yeah. Uh, they endorsed his, allega- his earlier allegations and claimed that many more of the vase stories about his life had been false. What? Yeah. I can't believe it. And that wraps up the life of Anton LaVey. I can't believe it took two episodes. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I totally can believe it took yeah. two episodes, but uh, 
the, the we energy you guys to. were giving last week, yeah, it would have taken. We were on some weird shit yeah, last we week. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. Um, Spiraling. You but get it. next week, hopefully we'll get it all in one episode. I can't guarantee it, and I'm not going to anymore. Um, we will be looking at the Church of Satan, their beliefs, their structure, and then we will also, whether it's the same week or the following week, we will actually look at the Satanic Temple and their structures and their beliefs, the difference between the two, and why the Church or the Satanic Temple don't like to be equated associated or associated with the church of satan yeah i mean that fact alone that they don't like to be associated with the church of satan pretty much tells you that they're better (laughs) yeah but we'll get into all that next week uh as normal thank you guys for listening you know how to support us if you if you can financially we have patreon otherwise like share um tell people about us tell people about us um, we have a TikTok now. Just go to TikTok. Look for Two Towns Over. Uh, it's very minimal at the moment. I'm working on that, trying to get more engagement there. Um, fuck the cancer. Be good to yourselves. Fucking subscribe, bitch. That's the new sign off there. For now. For now. So thanks, everybody. I've been done. I have. I think I said angelic quadruped earlier. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I've been a bipedal sloth. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.